how do you get unstuck and how do you get out of a rut? So our special guest today is Ben Wood and Ben is from LLC Global Coaching Services, Create You For You. And yeah, really delighted to have you on this podcast today, Ben. Cheers, Connor. It's a pleasure to be here. It's nice to know that anybody wants to talk to me on a Sunday night at nine o'clock. So. <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. <laughs> so the reason I asked Ben to, to, to have a chat today was because I see his posts on Facebook all the time. They're super inspiring, super motivational. And I just wanted to learn a little bit more about your story and, and how, you, how you were before and, and where you are now with things. So I'm going to hand over the spotlight to you, Ben. Okay. Um, oh, it's, a, it's a long journey. Um, okay, so, you know, I mean, the person I am now, I'm in Bangkok in Thailand. Um, uh, set up uh, LLC Global, which is a coaching and training, corporate training, soft skills. Um, I'm certified ICF coach, NLP practitioner, and CBT therapist. I mean, that's pretty much, you know, who I am at the moment, what I do. Um, Ten years ago, before I came to Thailand, was a very different kind of person, very different lifestyle. And even just a few years ago in Thailand was also very different. So I've been through various stages in life. And along the way, I've learned some pretty big lessons over the time. Um, and right now, I feel the most empowered and the most productive, the most motivated that I've ever been ever. And I think a lot of it comes from, I genuinely love what I'm doing at the moment. And it, it, it's connected to every single core value that I have, um, which is important, I think, uh, if you're looking to get out of any rut. Obviously from you know coaching perspective, questions, it's all about the questions. And the questions that you ask yourself or don't ask yourself have such enormous impacts. So I went from being a person a long, long time ago who never asked any really worthwhile questions to myself. I just went through life doing what, I don't, you know, doing what everyone else did to, to a degree, doing what I, I just thought I was expected to do in living within the, my own limits and boundaries that I'd set for myself. Uh, until one day, um, the desire to change became greater than the desire to stay the same, basically. And I mean, that's, I always say to anyone, that's a fundamental point right there. So whoever you are, whatever you're doing, if you want to change in some way, you know, whether it's you want to get fit, you, you want to get in shape, whether it's you want to change your career, what you're doing with your life, your relationships, whatever it is. The desire to change has to be greater than the desire to stay the same. And I hit that point. So a lot of people, the, the two main motivations for all people are generally pain and pleasure. So whatever motivation will stem from one of those. Uh, I'm someone where the motivation in the past has often stemmed from pain. Um, so if it, fitness, you know, a few years ago, I was well out of shape, very, very out of shape. You know, I was like 30 one years old, being told I had high blood pressure, didn't look how I wanted to look, wasn't living a lifestyle that, that was helpful. Or, um, that was painful to hear that, you know. Uh, my sister who lives in the UK, she called me up one day, she said, Ben, you're fat, what's going on? 
you know, literally just like that. And obviously that, you know, but I needed that. Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, so triggered me to, to change. And so, yeah. And was, um, it that, was it that trigger that, that was the catalyst for you making that, that leap? Or was it a series of events that, that happened to get you to that point? Well, I think, I think it can be both. I think that series of events are extremely powerful because essentially, I mean, whatever a person believes about themselves comes from repetition of things that have happened. So they've built up that belief. So that's a belief, you know? So whether it's how they live their life, you know, habits, habits are formed through repetition, doing the same things over and over and they become habits. Uh, whether they're good or bad habits, you know? So, you know, it, 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 repro it programs your subconscious, doesn't it? So, you know, you do things and, and your subconscious, it's normal to it. So, so it, it's just who you are. 95% of us subconscious, that becomes who we are. But the pattern interrupt. See, this, this is what I think is, is, is powerful. And, and I really believe that people who, who have made the choice that they want to change and they really want to do something about it, we need to get away from softness. So like, you know, I, I'd known, let's, let me just talk about the fitness for a second. So a few years ago, I'd known before that for at least a couple of years that, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't in shape, definitely. And, and to the point where I was, you know, probably going to make myself ill in the lifestyle I was living. So, um, I mean, I'm a, I was a, a very functioning and, and in terms of work and stuff, everything was okay. My relationships were okay, but I was um, definitely like, you know, drinking too much if I part, if I went out, um, I smoked, um, you know, one of the worst things you can do. Um, I didn't eat properly um, the wrong times. And, and I knew that, right? And I knew that I should change. And, and I mean, where I lived, there was a little gym, but I never used it. I never went in there, you know? I, I literally walked past it every single day. And this is a person who knew within me i knew that like i should get in shape um but then when my sister called me one day and said ben she saw a picture of me on facebook and she said ben you're fat and and i mean and that might sound harsh you know but that, that blunt english uh yeah, yeah, english style it, it, yeah, well, you know exactly yeah yeah um but that was like a pattern interrupt for me you know it, it interrupted my pattern of being soft with myself by telling myself things like well, yeah, you know, I, I, I will start when I've got time or, you know, I'm too busy at the moment or, you know, I'm not, I'm not like, I don't look terrible, you know, I, I don't look how I want, but, you know, um, I can live with being a size 38 waist, even though a 32 would be better, you know, all, mm -hmm. all kinds of things you say. Yeah. And, and when it's, when all said and done, the way I look at it is that they're softness. They're allowing ourselves to not take accountability for where we find ourselves and i would say if we're talking about getting out of a rut taking responsibility taking accountability for what got us to where we are not blaming other people not bl and it doesn't matter how harsh the circumstances may be you know um, whether people say oh i came from a, a very difficult childhood this has happened I don't mean to sound harsh. That's not going to get you where you want to go, though, that perspective. I completely agree with that. And I actually love the, the, the phrase, it's not your fault you're in a certain situation, but it's your responsibility to get out of that certain situation. Or it's your responsibility to progress. Meaning we all come from different, different backgrounds. We all have different 
societal con conditions or habits that we've we've hung on to for so long but again blaming somebody somebody else a third party for certain issues or even accepting certain habits or certain limits that you have on yourself is not going to get you where you want to go to it's going to keep you shackled in exactly the same spot you were two three years ago or even the same spot you are now that you're unhappy with absolutely yeah absolutely i mean if, if you want to change if, if you you take the wheel of life you know a coaching tool you, you take it you 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 mark how how happy you are on each level and you know if it doesn't come out to 10 on each level you, your your work your relationships your, your health your, your physical surroundings then then that means it's not all perfect and i mean no one's saying life's supposed to be perfect but if if you're a person who's feeling down as in like stressed or depressed and and I, you know i've particularly got passionate feelings about this because before going back like 10 years ago the person i was i used to be someone who when i was about 21 years old i went out and partied on a friday night and i got stuck in this really horrible self-fulfilling cycle of behaving a certain way because when i behaved that way other people would form an opinion or a belief about me and that would affect how they responded to me and how they responded to me would affect what i thought they were thinking about me and then that dictated how i acted again and it was just a vicious cycle it's so i became yeah no con continue continue so i became the person who like would would buy the shots you know i became the person who was like if you like not not showing off but but i had a facade i was living in a facade i, I was and it, it's not easy and, and we all live in facades one way or another like you know um it's like a role we develop and we seem to live by that role and and the problem with that is certain people have their their roles in a group and i talk about this a lot with with people in coaching at the moment you don't have to be certain people might assign you to a role in their world but that doesn't have to be your role in your world and this is this is the thing you create your own role and i had the same thing when i was when i was growing up i when i was drinking alcohol i always seemed to have a bad reaction to it i would fall asleep or i would just be generally losing use of my limbs and and for me, when I would go out, I would be, that would always be the thing that I would have done. And that was almost my role. But the problem was, I wasn't happy with that. And it, and it didn't come until later in life when I actually just had the, the courage to say, okay, listen, I don't want to be like this anymore. This is not what I want to do. You weren't happy with it, but you, why did you do it? Why did you keep doing it week in, week out? Exactly. And, and this I, is I, the... I, I don't know about you, but for me, it was because... I wasn't happy, right, for all of the time, except on that night where I was pretending to be a certain way because ultimately I was doing it because I liked how people were responding to me for that night. So, so I, would I would keep doing that. So what I became addicted to, and I think this is what a lot of people become addicted to. I don't think a lot of people become addicted to the alcohol as such, to the drugs, to the gambling. I think a lot of people become addicted to the addiction of happiness, chasing happiness when when you when you do a certain thing let's call it a vice if you like you know it might be a release and escape 
and, and or whether it's happiness or excitement, whatever emotion we want to put on it, the fact is you get some kind of positive emotion that I think people get addicted to. And, and this is where I'm, I'm passionate about the CBT and, and, and how, how it works in terms of thoughts impacting how, how in terms of the feelings and the thoughts impacting how we behave. So if you can get down to the bottom of why this person feels like they need an escape, you know, like now, the person I am now in my life, and, and I think I speak, probably speak for you as well, Connor, like, I don't, I don't want to escape from my life. I love my life like seven days a week. Like, th there's no part of me that wants to go and get drunk or do drugs to escape from who I am now. Mm -hmm. and, and I honestly, and, and, and I can say that like wholeheartedly, whereas 10 years ago, that, there's no way I could have said that. I mean, it was quite the opposite, quite the opposite, like, you know, and, yeah. and, and I, I know, I have known, and I still know a lot of people who live in a way to say, can't wait for Friday, or, you know, can't wait for the clock to say 5 p.m. And, and then they will go, and it's like another vicious cycle which just perpetuates itself. They'll go and spend the money that they can't afford to spend, or, or, or really they want to do something better with it, but they, they've got to get that escape. Mm -hmm. just so yeah. they can do it all again the next week and and i don't mean to like be sounding someone that's looking critically at people who live like that i'm not trying to do that but that was how i was and i i see a, a lot of it everywhere yeah no i i completely agree with you on, on on that point but what i want to go back to i suppose slightly is that that phone call that you got from your sister that day yeah. do you think if you didn't get that phone call and you didn't get that trigger interception, we'll call it. Do you think you would have just continued on for another while doing what you were doing? Or do you think that was, without that happening, do you think things would have been different? Okay. Um, I, I, okay, I would say that, like I say, you know, the, this desire to change, something often, not always, but often, something often significant happens. So... I do think that at some point, if I hadn't had that call, I would have started to go down a better road. But, uh, you know, it might have been a long time after. But I do think that in order for that to ha have, have, have happened, something pretty bad would have gone wrong. So maybe, my, maybe, maybe I would have, you know, I don't know, passed out and been in hospital and been told, yeah, like you have, you know, really high blood pressure and this is a direct result of your lifestyle so something would have had to happen like I, I, if, if that phone call hadn't have come I, because I was relatively happy with with my life you know I was living a life which day to day compared to like 10 years ago I was I was really happy in my life I've been happy for a long time but but yeah so I wouldn't have just made a change there because I was just sustaining you know if, if we were to say if we were to say you've got like these four modes, you know, you can be in defeatist mode, you can be in sustainer mode, you can be in opportunity mode or dreamer mode. You know, I was very much in sustainer kind of mode. I went from being a person in the UK 10 years ago that was heavily in defeatist mode to having something happen. Or actually, it was, it was an accumulation of several things that happened, which threw my life into into a whirlwind and 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 enough to say like yeah i need i want to I, I need to i want to make an enormous change here and and that's when i just left like pretty much everything and 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 then i came to thailand and then i was in opportunity mode you know i was i was looking everything was new and i saw i saw ways for me to go down roads that that excited me um, like positive worth 
things that were good for me. And then, you know, I, I, I achieved certain things and became fairly comfortable. And I was with my, my girlfriend, who's now my wife, and then ended up in sustainer mode. So, you know, that sustainer mode, I was living a, a life of kind of working and, and having a lifestyle, going out and stuff, which wasn't that healthy. Um, but I was sustaining. And I don't think that without that phone call from my sister, I don't think I'd have got from sustainer mode back to the opportunity mode. Because I think ultimately that's what you've got to be in. You, you, like if, if, you, if you're not in this opportunity or even dreamer, you know, where like nothing's impossible. If you're not in this opportunity mode, then you just stay as you are until something happens. Whether it, it could be relationships, you know, like people stay in relationships and, until yeah. they're not totally happy, but it's kind of like, they're not, you know, they're not happy or sad. It's just, you know. It's, it's kind of that, there's two, two things. It's like in the health industry, we say people make a big change when they hear one of the three Ds, which is death, divorce, or diabetes. And right. they're big changes to, uh, to make impact. But then yeah. the way I look at it really is it's a lot easier to run if you're being chased by a dog. <laughs> Meaning I always look at people who, who have experienced something bad. And that's why I was so fascinated about that, that call and that, the call from your sister being a, a big impact. It's because the people I look at and the people I worry about are are the, those people right in the middle who haven't gone, gotten to that real low point where they, that like they haven't hit rock bottom and they haven't thought, okay, I really need to make a change. And they've not got to that high point. And, and what you were saying, they're in that middle area, that comfort zone or that life is not too bad. It's not amazing. You know, like you said, oh, I'm a 38 waist. I, I would like to be a 32, but a 38 isn't too bad. It's those people that, that you kind of worry about the most because they're the people who you know can achieve a lot more than they're achieving, but are just settling for uh, making sacrifices or making acceptances for not really pushing themselves hard. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. And on, on that, I'd say what we do as people, we, we, we see ourselves in a certain way and, and we, we think you know we look at how other people respond to us and and we think we know how other people see us and we tell ourselves that that like that is the same as how we see ourselves you know and and this is why for those middle kind of years when i was here um i i didn't feel like i, I needed urgently to to sort out my, my fitness and my health and stuff because like although obviously you know I would have preferred to have looked a certain way and I didn't, but I, I was doing well in other areas and sustaining. So I didn't see any problems basically. Um, so the, when, when I got the phone call from my sister to hear someone else say, it, especially in such a direct way, because like I say, the softness is important. I think to get past these softness, you know, or if she just said, Ben, you, you should probably go to the gym once or twice a week, you know, that would have had none of, no effect on me. It wouldn't yeah. have, it, it wouldn't have changed, you know. Um, but for her to say it as she did, instant effect. And, and um, yeah, so when we realized that, okay, just because the, the people we're surrounding ourselves with aren't necessarily pointing out certain things, 
because obviously I didn't see my sister, you know, she, she was in the UK. So the people I was surrounding myself with, they weren't pointing these things out because, because they'd already developed a certain view of me and who I was and how I was, was just normal to them at this point, you know? Yeah. So, so I think that's another factor, you know, number one, to get out of any kind of rut, you, one, you need to realize that you're in a rut. You, you need to realize first of all, I mean, it's awareness, you know? Um, exactly. And that was, that was exactly number one that I was, that I was thinking of. And that's such an important part. Awareness, awareness of what's basically what's going on right now. What's caused you to get into those, these situations. And exactly like you say, awareness that you are actually in a rut. Super yeah. And, and, you know, so some of these questions, can be hugely powerful. Like, you know, uh, the, the question people always used to say to me, like, what do you want out of life? You know, this was the question that you hear all the time. What do you want out of life? Now, if someone had said that to me um, before my sister made that call, it wouldn't have had any effect because I'd have heard it and I'd have mm -hmm. been like, well, you know, I, I just want normal things. I want it's financial security. I want my relationships to be, to be good. I want to be healthy. You know, I'd have said all the things that people say. But the question was put to me in a different way um, at a later date. They said, what does life want out of you? And, and, and like that, that was different for me, you know, like it, it triggered a different perspective. It was, it was more like, because it comes back to responsibility and, and this is key as well, you know, responsibility. I think it's much easier to say I can't do something than to say I won't do it. And, and it's, it's when you take responsibility for who you are, where you are, this is the awareness that you need. And, and that, that question to me gave me some responsibility. It was as if someone said to me, like, you know, it's not about what you want out of life. Like, you've been given this opportunity here and, and you're 32, I was like 32 years old and and you're just going to settle for this. Like this, you know, this is truly it like, and, and that wasn't, that that's, wasn't okay for me when I realized that. That's, that's exactly the, the, the same situation with myself. I found that it was more awareness of, I know exactly what I don't want. Now it might sound strange to people, but before I knew what I wanted, I knew exactly what I didn't want. And the current situation, the situation I was in was again, it was, nothing bad at all i just wanted i was again living the exact same as you i had a good teaching job what would someone would consider a comfortable life but i i just knew i didn't want that i didn't know what i actually wanted first i just knew there was these things that that i wasn't happy with and that for me was was that trigger or that game changer after that came the awareness of okay what's gotten me to this point but that, that trigger for me was, yeah, I, I don't want this. Absolutely, yeah. And, and you know, let's say that call from my sister was, was a trigger. And what I found, and I didn't know this was going to happen at the time. I mean, but looking back, I can piece Lovely these phone calls again. Hello, yeah, man. But, but, yeah, yeah I, I, she'll watch this and she'll be like, oh. Um, but, like, what I found, when I started to go to exercise and to get in shape, then 
actually my girlfriend wanted to as well. So like she got interested in it. Um, and I mean, like flash forward like four years, she she's now a personal trainer. And and back then she didn't work. You know, she wasn't working at the time. So you know that. But but what I found was that this fed into every aspect of my life. And and it's it goes back to what we talked about earlier with habits and repetition. Now. You know, when I first started going, I was in, I would say, one stage. And this, this stage was kind of like forcing myself to go. Because, because you know, I'd had this trigger from my sister. But I, 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 my, my why, if you like, wasn't strong enough at that time. You know, like, like I, I, this tr- it was a trigger from my sister to change. But I didn't, like, I hadn't questioned myself. And I didn't have a coach then or anything like that. And... I hadn't got down deep enough as to why, you know, I wanted this. Um, so, but I was very tenacious and I kept at it. So I was in stage one of forcing myself to go. And then I, over time, I got to the next stage where, like, so it was something I should do. And then over time, I got to the next stage where it, I wasn't forcing myself to go anymore. I'd, I'd got into a habit. So I'd, you know, through repetition, I'd got myself into a habit, so a routine. So it was like, you know, I, I know that on a Monday or Wednesday or Friday at like 7 p.m. I go to the gym, you know, it, it, where I lived. It was like that. I got myself into this habit. So when the days came, I wasn't forcing myself anymore. I'd gone into this habit. But, and that might, so some people might say, oh, well, that's good. Like, you know, that's the goal. Yeah, to get into the habit. That's not the goal. That's not the goal. Because you go so much further than that. What happened the next stage for me was that it just became a lifestyle. It wasn't about the Monday, the Wednesday and the Friday anymore. It was about like, I hadn't even attempted to stop smoking, right? But it just automatically happened. It automatically happened. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't cut down. I didn't have to put patches on me. It just happened because I didn't, I didn't necessarily have to stop myself from eating like the wrong food at the wrong times. I just started to get a more healthier life. You know, I just, I I come out of, instead of going to the bar, I was going to the gym or, you know, instead of having a pint, I was. This is what I, and I, I had this discussion with one of my friends recently as well. And this is, what, what would you attribute, I suppose, or what would you place more importance on? Because I feel like the exercise and, and taking care of your, your physical health, exercise and nutrition is, is a key component to, to giving you the energy or to, to clearing the haze or clearing the fog that you might be feeling. But for me, and, and, and again, I'd be interested to know what you think on this. Is it, I, I feel that exercise and the nutrition can get you to a point, but without figuring out where you want to go with it, it makes it very difficult. And, and what would you say came, came first for you? Is it figuring out, okay, this is where I want to go and the exercise helped you? Or do you think exercise was the number one catalyst in getting you to where you are today? Right. Okay. So I would say the quick answer to that, I would say that the mindset is the number one. The mindset is the number one. The mindset that I have now and I've had for the past year or so, a couple of years, that's the number one. But the exercise 
I would definitely say was the catalyst totally to getting me to that mindset. So there's, there's a lot to my mindset now, which has nothing to do with exercise, but I wouldn't be looking at things in this way if, if I hadn't initially have had that which did come from the exercise. So, and this is what I mean. So it fed, like when I started to feel fitter and feel better mentally, I started to feel stronger mentally. I started because I mean, it makes sense. Like on a logical level, you, you, you pro you're reprogramming your, your subconscious mind. You're doing these actions. You re, you're repeating these things and you are changing physically and mentally. So you are literally becoming a different person literally yeah. through what I, you're doing and and when you it and it's it's not even about the physical side for the moment i mean obviously that 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 has its place but but when you realize as a person that you have the power to 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 achieve a goal and you have the power to take responsibility and change your circumstances because i was really out of shape i was really i mean i had a really really bad lifestyle at this point but when you ch you change it it gives you an amazing confidence boost yeah, to the point, to the point where, yeah, to the point where you start to look at things and you start to look at other people and things that they have or things that they do that otherwise before you would have thought was were impossible for you. You start to look at them and you start to think, well, actually they're not magicians like, or they're not superheroes that they, they are doing things daily they are taking conscious actions and making conscious choices which is leading them to these successful outcomes and you when you start to realize that it's it's just a game changer on every level yeah i, I completely agree with that and 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 for for somebody who is feeling like they're stuck in a rut and, and even being stuck in a rut you don't have to be in the worst um, places you don't have to be living on the street or you don't have to be an alcoholic oh, to be in a rut being in a rut sustainable mode you know like exactly feeling like there is more to you than what you're doing now feeling like you're not going or not living to your potential whether it's in your career your relationships in your health whatever it is that's the that's yours to define i suppose where it is that you're stuck but with the fitness and with the nutrition and mindset side of things, I always look at it like, so we live in Bangkok. It's, it's polluted here. You don't realize how polluted Bangkok is until you're out of the, out of the fog or out of the pollution. It's the so same Bangkok. until you're out of Bangkok, until you breathe that air in in Ireland or, or England. But it's the same with, with how you're feeling and with being in that, that rut you feel like you're not focused or you're not clear or you're hazy mm. and the exercise and, and the nutrition is what clears that haze. And that gives you that, that clarity to think, okay, this is actually what I want, or this is what I need. And exactly like you say, it gives you that boost of confidence. And when you look at it scientifically, that, a huge amount of our serotonin, which is our hormone responsible for happiness, is born in the gut. It's directly linked with your nutrition. We, in, in fitness, we often call your gut as your second brain. It's the same with, it's the, same with the results from exercise, that those dopamine hits, that building of strength. They're all scientifically proven to increase your confidence, to increase your energy levels, increase your focus, increase your clarity. So 
it's almost as if it's a, a two-pronged part and they both go hand in hand with the fitness and nutrition on one side of it being the, the role of that, in my opinion, is to, to get you clear and get you energized so you can understand, you have that clarity, you can understand what you don't want and you will figure it out as soon as you get out of that haze, you figure out those endless possibilities to where you do want to go. It, it's a great analogy. Yeah, I love the analogy, you know, the pollution in Bangkok to, to your mind. It's a perfect analogy because what, what you know, what we do, we mean we're meaning making machines as humans we assign meanings to everything so when when i was in this certain frame of mind i lived in in a certain place and so uh, you know on a subconscious level I, I associated this place with with me being a certain kind of person um so not only did i change my routine and my exercise habits but you know this led to me and my wife moving into a nicer place a, a new condo um, and to be honest, it wasn't a financial, at that point, it wasn't a financial reason that we didn't do this before. We just stayed where we were, you know, and, and that was it. Uh, so when we moved into a new place, it was a change of physical surroundings. And at, essentially at this point, I was like a new me in terms of this, this new lifestyle. I was a new me in this new surroundings I had. Um, and, and you know, all of this together becomes very powerful. So people, we need to, when people feel like they're in a wood, you've got to look at who you're seeing every day, where you're going every day, what you're doing every day, you know, because you automatically connect, whether you don't even realize you do it, but, but we connect and we assign meanings. Like you said, we assign meanings and certain views of ourselves to all of this. You know, when we're around certain people, we behave differently to when we're around other people. And, uh, you know, they sound like cliches. I know they do, but they are so true. Like, you know, if you're around certain kinds of people, you feed off them, you learn from them. I mean, you're a good example, Connor, right? And, and I tell you now, like, I, I feed off you. Like whenever we talk and whenever yeah, we man. chat and have interactions, whenever I see like one of your videos on, on Facebook or something, like I feed off it, you know? Like, and, and I'm now, because over the past, I would say probably over the past year, I've really like kind of flushed out and over the year replaced and, and, and with, with who I talk to and who I spend time with and, and what I do. And the difference is just overwhelming. It's, un, it's unreal, the difference. To be around people who share the same kind of approaches and, you know, it, it well, it, it really just, I yeah. I completely agree with you. And, and this is, this is where, this is where the difficulty lies for, for quite a lot of people and for myself and, and actually quite a lot of the clients that I'm coaching at the moment is that realization that not all the people you're spending time with are going in the same direction as you and it's that hard point or that difficult point that you get to knowing that for me with the with my changing career and changing in my lifestyle the hardest part was knowing that i was going to have to i suppose change my change my circle of circle of influence circle of people that i i spent a lot of time with and i found that really difficult because 
it's fear of the unknown or fear of being alone almost knowing that you you don't want to go a certain way but everybody you know is is going that direction and you have the choice to go in a different direction but it's on your own and who's even going to be on that road and for me that was that was so so frightening essentially yeah it's so true though you know when you know has someone ever said to you you've changed you know when someone says to you you've changed well what are they actually saying you know if someone says to you you've changed what are they actually saying because i would say what they're saying is you no longer fit in you're no longer in the box that i put you in yeah you know like 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 who i who i decided you were and and therefore you decided you were too based on how i responded and related to you you know you're no longer that person anymore so you've changed and and they say it is a bad thing because to them they had a certain impression and when you change in their eyes it for automatically forces them to introspect and look at themselves Exactly. And, and again, you know, it might this. I don't want to be controversial, like, but but I do believe this. Like, you know, um, I've had the situation. People say you've changed, and they'll say it in a. Sometimes they might say it in a way which, you know, some a condescending way. And mm-hmm. but the, the you know the point is is that you've got to look at all of this. You know, if you if you've decided that your desire to change is greater than stay the same then you need to look at the people you spend your time with. You need to look at where you go, what you do, all of this. Because if you keep doing the same thing, then you're going to get the same results, aren't you? I mean, exactly. that, that's just, that's a given. Anyone will accept that, I'm sure. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And, and again, I always feel like it's quite often when people go on health journeys uh, and when we talk about nutrition in particular, people will will stop drinking coffee or they will stop putting milk in their coffee or milk in their tea. And that's a great, yeah, that's a great thing to do, but they will, what I'm trying to say is they will avoid, they will do everything, but the one thing that they need to do. Yeah. Maybe that person would be drinking. Yeah. Exactly. Spend 80% of the time on problems, which don't really make that much difference. You know, the, the big ones, you yeah. avoid them because they're the hardest ones. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's the ones you, you don't want to tell yourself. And I'm sure you've got this coaching with, uh, with, That's uh, the with certain clients. You get to a point, maybe you, you understand, okay, I, I can see that maybe this is holding them back, but, but people have to figure it out themselves. And in your head, you're thinking, you need to do this but people, people need to figure yeah, it out themselves. Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, it's kind of connected to softness, I think. But what we do, yes. we, 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 you know, we'll ask a question. We might stop ourselves and, and ask a question. But we're going to leave it at a certain level. And then what, and someone actually said this. I interviewed a, a, a guy recently who I, who I coached. And he said, he said, at times, Ben would, would ask the questions. And I'd open up and, I'd, and I'd, I'd finished. So in my mind, he said, I'd finished, I'd answered. You know, I'd gone as deep as there was, there was, there was to go. And then, and, then, and then Ben asked another question, which like, I went deeper. And he said, you know, it's uneasy. It feels uneasy. It feels uncomfortable. You, you're going into places and down routes, which it, twin, it literally twinges in you because it's like, yeah, like, I've got to accept this. Like, you know, I... Yeah. I know, I know it's reasonable. It, it hurt, it, it, it stings, yes. but, but 
that's how change happens, you know. And it, exactly. it doesn't matter what goal it is, whether it's fitness or whether it's anything. Yeah, I completely agree with that. It's it's that it's getting over the biggest hurdle that's going to make the biggest difference for us, and it's often the hardest thing to to admit to ourselves that we that we need to do, and that 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 will be different for every person. But once you figure that out, and once you admit it to yourself, then that's when you can really start to progress forward after that. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, again, a bit of advice for people out there. One of the ways that is powerful, I think, to look at this is, is your, is your why, you know? So if you, if you're someone who's like, you know, on the fence here, like, yeah, yeah, I should do this. I want to do this. Yeah. That'd be nice. You know, if I got that promotion or whatever, but I'm not really doing anything to actively make it happen. You know, when you get, I mean, what's that famous quote, you know, when, when a person knows their why they can endure anyhow, you know, like, you know, your why is it's powerful, you know? And, and for me, my why my why comes from a decade ago remembering why I wanted to change who I was then. And then that's, that's coming from a place of pain, motivation from a place of pain that is. And now that's always there. So within me, there's like, there's a motivator of pain because I remember how I felt and how I, and I don't, I don't ever want that again. I don't ever want to be that person who felt so disempowered and like, you know, everything was happening to me. You know, the world happened to me, not for me, you know, um, my whole life, I lived that cause. I, I blamed other people. I didn't take responsibility for things, you know, and, and I will never be that person again, but knowing how I was then that's powerful. And, and then you have the, the, the pleasure motivator. And that to me at this point is, coming from the place I am now, which is someone who accepts full responsibility for everything, the good and the bad, and, and works towards making, getting the outcomes I want. The pleasure motivator for me is a strong why now. You know, I know what I want in the future. I have clear visions, which are, which are connected to my core, my core, what I focus on, what I put, importance on um and you know that motivates me strongly so i i have the why on both sides here and that is connected especially for me um it's it's kind of like a force field in a way i um i i i will listen to everyone and i will take advice from people but I will listen to what, if you take a box, right? And I thought about this analogy. I was in the gym the other day and, and they got these boxes for coronavirus. You know, you stand in this box, you stand yes. in that box, like social distancing. And um, and I don't know, like my mind's very abstract and I just started thinking like, so I've got to stand in a box, you know? So, and, and it just got me thinking about the beliefs and the biases and, and the lens of life that we look at it through and and people put us in boxes you know and and 10 years ago everyone i knew put me in a box like this is ben you know like he's a bit of a joker you know he's a good laugh he'll buy the shots are we gonna take him seriously in this respect or that respect no Mm -hmm. 
and I didn't like that. You know, I didn't like that at all. But I was in that box. And I knew somewhere within me, I knew I was capable of more than that. And the people who really cared about me knew I was capable of more than that. And this is the key. A lot of those people weren't even, you know, mates. I mean, what does that word even mean, really? Mates, you know? Um, you're friends, haven't you? And you've got mates. And, and so, yeah, breaking out of all of this. So this box in the gym is like, I will listen to everyone, but I will go so far with what they say. Because, you know, if you want to grow, you've got to, you've got to listen to things that conflict with your view of the world. Of course, so, yes. So, and, and one of the distortions that people have is, is disqualifying things that don't match what they believe. Now, so, so first of all, you've got to be like a scientist. So a scientist will go out of their way to prove their theory does not work before they mm. accept it. I think people need to be more like that. We need to go out of our way to question the beliefs that we have of ourselves if they're not serving us well. I mean, if you have a belief yeah. and it serves you well, brilliant, you know, why would you change that? But a lot of yeah, people exactly. have you know, li limiting beliefs. So, you know, a lot of people have these, what well, we all do on some level. So, you know, take on board what people say, question yourself, you know, so, oh, that's stupid. Don't say that. What could be good about that? Just take yourself down that road. You see something, you think it's ridiculous. Like, I don't agree with that. Don't, don't do that, though. You know, what could be good about it? Take yourself down this critical thinking road. If you get there, you get a little bit into that box and you think, yeah, I still think it's stupid. Cool, okay. But you've got to take on the new information and compare it to what you already think you know to grow. And, that, and that's a fundamental key. Like, our beliefs are our beliefs. They're not facts. Yeah, and, and I think... I think on those on those beliefs, a lot of it, and, and even growing up in in Ireland and, and growing up in England, I think a lot of it comes down to to confidence in your own beliefs. And people, you talked about people putting in putting you into a box. And I think that that almost, if you feel like certain people are are calling you something or putting you in a certain role or a certain box, starts to tear away at your confidence because you're you feel somewhere that you are something else, but everybody else in your mind is, is putting you in this box and that eats away at your confidence. And I feel like a lot of the reason people get in a rut is because of super low confidence just being shaved away from them for years and years. And it's, it's almost slightly knowing, okay, I can see in the distance what I want to be, but I, I'm so far away from that and I, I I'm so low on confidence that I don't know how to get there. And I think a, a super important way to build confidence, in one way, it's, it's taking care of your health, going to the gym. Of course, that builds, builds muscles, builds build strength. You look in the mirror and you see something you're proud of. That's one factor of it. But, but actually focusing on, on trusting yourself, trusting your own opinion is something that, that's so, so powerful. because. I can imagine England, growing up in England, it was the same, very similar to growing up in Ireland. If It's a very, um, I won't say ruthless, like for me, me and my friends, the, our relationship was like all slagging. If you said, yeah, no yeah, matter yeah. what you said, you'd be ripped apart. And that, yeah. I, I wouldn't change it for the world. It's, it's, it was funny, I had a lot, of, a lot of great times, but there's no doubt it does, whether you know it or not, it does slightly, eat into your confidence and eat it into massively your beliefs does. in yourself. 
thinking yeah. because if you're anyway different to what the norm is living in that slagging culture and slagging society even though it's it's not i suppose it's not nasty but it does take away from it does take away from you going your own way and it builds that fear of not wanting to be in the spotlight because knowing like you said associating a certain feeling with something knowing that if you're in the spotlight then you're going to get raided or showered with abuse or showered with with teasing or something like that and that to me is is a it's something that 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 i've found people who are in a rut i think that's a major factor as to why they're in there major and if if we were to to pinpoint all of that down to one word i would come to the word approval and 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 i think like what it is is that as you say you know it's friendly yeah i've got the same culture as you you know well you know in that in that sense in in the uk and england you know yeah people never say anything nice to each other you know it's all like taking the the piss um but but what happened just even even before you go on when i was uh when i came out to thailand first um obviously i was in that irish culture and of that slagging and teasing and then i went in teaching in a school and i was i was hanging around with these americans and they would come in and they say, oh, you look nice, or you did a good yeah. job in that. I didn't know what to do. And yeah. I must have been conditioned for like six months to be in that environment. So I went home and, and back to my friends and I, I went into the pub one night and I said, oh, man, that's a really nice jacket. And then immediately <laughs> I, I got back the response. Oh. Uh, yeah. I, was, I was shocked. I was like, oh, I've forgotten what this is like. So I went back, just gave the next person I saw a slag. And then it was all dandy. It was all back to normal again, which it was such a strange thing I found. It, it is. And, and like, you know, there's two parts to this. Like on, on the one part, on the serious part for a second. Yeah, I mean, like the, it, it is conditioning. I mean, like what, what, what you perceive as normal, your world is, is, is where the biases and beliefs come from. But, but on, on the, the more easygoing side, um, you know, I, I, I miss that in a way, though, about the culture. You know, when I go back, I, I actually appreciate you know, every time I go back, I actually appreciate that a little bit. You know, it's like, it's it's kind of welcome. Um, but you've got to know how to take it. And the thing exactly. is, yeah, like like when I go back now, you know, the, the person I am now, I, I appreciate it. And that's the key word, right? As long as you're appreciating things, whatever it is that's happening, if you're appreciating them, then they're working for you. Like, you know, exactly. I mean, it's positive energy. So I appreciate them and I have a laugh as well. Now, the problem was, though, is that in the past, I wasn't appreciating it in the past, like because because like ten years ago when I was in this certain this stage, I, I needed something different to that. I needed mm-hmm. I needed to feel like I need approval to come back to this word approval, right? So what happens is that when you put yourself out there, so many people they put so much emphasis on what other people say and do and think about them. And, and, and it's almost as if like people are conditioned to think that they need to seek permission to be a certain way or to do what they really want to do because it goes against the status quo or, or what this, you know, whatever the culture that happened to be in dictates is correct. And it's just like this. So when you go against it, you're not actually going against anything, you know, you're just being your, your genuine um, 
itself, right? But other people will see it as going against it because that's not how it's done, right? That's not what happens. Yeah. So, so if you're the person who is seeking approval and feels like you need to, to hear from other people, yeah, you should do that. Or yeah, that's a good idea. This is a problem because, exactly. because one, you're, I mean, there are different kinds of people on that. One person will just not even try because it's like the fear of, of it down, um, having the, the piss taken out of them. Now there's mm -hmm. another person who will try who will do it, but they will still, you know, allow that little voice in their head to be influenced by all these other people saying these things. So it's approval. So, I mean, a question I ask people quite often is, you know, what, what would your life be like if you didn't seek approval from anyone ever? And, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people stop and think about that for a little while because it's, it, it's a big thing, you know, and, and the thing about the fitness in the gym, to go back to that, I think what, and, and I preach about it to everyone, you know, and they're, they're, and I mean, obviously I'm not a fitness coach, of course, like, um, but I, I always preach about it to everyone in whatever capacity, um, whether it's ICF, CBT, NLP, about the fitness and the exercise, because on some level, I think that it's a great way to approve of yourself. It's, it's a great way to approve of yourself to the point where you know you don't need approval from anybody else. Yeah. It's a great way to get yourself to that level, to that stage inside. Forget about how you look for a second. I mean, obviously, we all want to look a certain way, but, but mentally, like I said, the mindset, going back to that, it's a great way to get into that approval and just approve of who you are. And, and because when you approve of who you are, you're unstoppable. If you approve of who you are as a person and you don't place this emphasis on what other people have to say mm -hmm. about it you're unstoppable I completely agree with that and it's and it's a step almost a step-by-step -step process of of pushing the limits of your comfort because oh, absolutely yeah once absolutely. you get once you keep pushing your limits of comfort you get to a point for me it was it was doing a, a facebook live video i yeah. i built it up in my so in my head so much that it was or what am I, am I going to say something wrong? And, and afterwards, it was like a light switch in my head. And I don't know how it came to fruition, but I just realized that nobody actually cares. People have, <laughs> people have their own issues going on. And to think that people will be thinking about you two, three, four hours a day is yeah. now when I think of it, I look back and I think, how crazy was I to think that everybody would be spending their entire days thinking about me or talking about me in my live video. Now yeah. I look at now I look at it and I want people to be looking at it more. I want all the attention because it means better business. But yeah, and, and it gets to a stage where even like negative, even if you get someone who, who, who slays you for whatever reason, it gets to a stage where you look at it and say. That's awesome yeah. because I can yeah. learn from that. Thank you. you know? yeah, exactly. It's going to make my uh, Facebook algorithm go even better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, however you want to look at it. But, but that, that's interesting, you know, what you said about the speaking, though, you know, the, the live feeds and speaking. Because, and you say, you know, like, actually, I realize that a lot of, it's, a lot of people just don't even care. You know, they, they go in about their own lives. But, yeah. but there are, like, certain cognitive distortions, like, which are irrational thoughts that people have all the time. And one is, like, personalizing things, you know, taking mm -hmm. things personally. 
that's another thing I would say, like, you know, look at how you're doing that. If you're doing that as a person, are, are you like, you know, taking things personally, personalizing things that you're just assuming that they think these things about you for a start. And again, you know, I mean, it sounds so obvious, but why would you assume something that you don't know is factual, but why would you assume it and let it stress you out? You don't even know it's real, you know, like it, that's it's why they're irrational. Exactly. It's a story that you create in your own world. It's like, it is just I, like that. Yeah. I used to go to, I used to go to a, a bar or go to bars and, and then I would see people having a conversation and they would be, their energy would be great. Just like we talked about before, I, I vibe off you and your energy is awesome. But years ago, it used to bother me as to why two people that I would look over would be having a great conversation, but I couldn't have the same conversation with those two people. It used mm -hmm. to bother me and I used to think, why can't I have that same conversation with them or why do I not vibe with that particular person? And again, that was just me creating a story in my head, wondering why isn't that happening and, and thinking, almost trying to, to push the conversation or to push that same vibe that the other people had. But when exactly. you get to a point where you're confident in yourself, you're comfortable in what, in what you like, and you, you know yourself, essentially, it becomes super clear and it becomes... I'm not going to say you don't care about connecting with people, but you understand and you're more comfortable with connecting with certain people and, and knowing, okay, if I don't connect with this person, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. That just means that I probably should be spending more time with the people I do connect with. And you absolutely find this people will find this with people. Maybe they've known for 10 or 20 years and you get to a point where, someone you meet for five minutes, you have a more in-depth conversation with them or you have more energy or they blow up your balloon and you feel like much more connected to that person. And there's nothing wrong with that. You just no. vibe with certain people. You find energy from certain people. And that's, again, being comfortable with that and being confident with that is, is something that's super powerful. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. And, and I would say as well, like to go back to these questions, because I can't emphasize enough how important questions are, you know, that, you know, um, that we ask and, and you're asking yourself the question. So why can't I have those same, you, you know, engaging energetic conversations like with, with those people? Right now, if someone if you just said that out loud, right, and someone had have asked you this question, if they had said to you, OK, so that's your question, Connor. So what about if I ask you? at that point in your life, why is it you feel like you need to, or why is it you feel like you should have the same conversation as them? Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that would have answered all the questions to everything, but, but like that, you know, if you had have answered that then, I do think it's likely at least that you would have, you've gone a bit deeper inside and, and looked at what the situations are, you know, you know, and it saved me years of awkward conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but so the, yeah, the questions are really important. Like, like getting, getting past the initial surface question, you know, so like people do, you know, people do ask themselves questions, don't they? Like you said, so why can't I have the same conversation with them? But that's your question. And then you spend like, if you spend all the time going over that, you still, in my, in, like in this sense, you kind of like, 
imagine the fish tank with the fish in the tank and the cat looking over yeah like you know we have a lot like the fish going around in our own life you know it's hard to see bigger picture because we're in our lives and we're in our thoughts but when you've got like this cat looking in it can see us and it's got it's got this level of awareness like you know you can see us going around and around and, and that's how i see a coach you know whether it's like a you know a, a fitness and, and mind coach um, and like, like what you're you know doing and wh whether it's like what what i do um that's in a way how i see it as well you it's it's this awareness yeah once you yeah. you get this awareness to a certain level and then i mean i've, I've got something called the triple a formula which which i which i use and if i do like a if i do a one-hour speech somewhere i often talk about this and it's, it's quite simply just awareness action and accountability um, and you know getting out of a rut um start with the awareness you know um <clears throat> Is it time to change? You know, um, if you really, truly want to, you know, why exactly is that? Um, what What are some questions that you could ask yourself that you haven't asked yourself before? You know, about about. There's no right or wrong question, but I would say if you're only ever asking yourself the same questions, then I'd say that is wrong because you need different perspectives to, um, and then you know once you've got that well that's when you start to move into action and, and as we've said you know repetition changes habits and and there is absolutely no read look people can have an addictive personality and and like i was told many times in my life i've got an addictive personality and and I, you know i've definitely been addicted to um things and doing things which which are glad of change but likewise you know you can easily get addicted to positive things so um course you know uh, there's no reason to be addicted to having a fridge full of beer if you can be addicted to having a fridge full of pineapple juice you know what, what, whatever but the point is like when people talk about addiction and this is this is what i suppose like and i'm probably have to come to the end soon but but great black black and white you know polarized thinking this is another thing that like we have to stop doing so much, you know, it's got to be this way or that way. I've either got to be this or that, you know, yes. there's it's... a gray, there's a gray. And like, and this I think is important for motivation because people, especially people that who all do or nothing approach. Exactly. Right? Exactly. You know, exactly. And you know, you're going to fall off the bike. Like nobody starts something and just, you know, does it and finishes it. You're going to fall off. But, but if you're wise, strong enough and, and you have, structure and you you know you you have your plan and you have your goals and you have your accountability you'll get back on the bike and and you know the more times that happens the, the longer you stay on the bike every time and it gets to a point where you don't fall off the bike so much if ever really yeah no, i completely agree with that and it's again to to, to almost summarize again awareness is, is the catalyst Awareness, your mindset, and taking care of your health are the three real catalysts to get you, first of all, get you out of a rut, clear the haze, give you that focus, give you that clarity. But more importantly, that when you're out of that rut and when you are performing well, there will always be stages where you will feel a little lull. But sure. once you're taking care of those areas, knowing your why, it makes the highs higher and the lows a lot less low. And this is the, the key factor because 
if you're pushing yourself and if you're if you're living to your potential you are always going to face challenges face hurdles and face times where things are not exactly going perfect but when you get your awareness in check once you have that energy that focus and clarity from taking care of your health and once you understand why you're on your path it becomes much easier to just get out of that little lull and then ride the wave and this Absolutely. is the key and and further to that there's something called the the triple f which is you said like up and down and you, and i absolutely agree with that if we go through our life on our feelings we go up and down up and down so this is what i used to be like 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 on a day where something i considered positive i, I was so high nothing could bring me down you know like i was on top of the world but then you know something would happen it wouldn't even be that significant i mean it literally could have been like you know sending a message to someone who a girl i liked or something and then like not getting a reply i just go straight to the opposite end you know really low now so when you're living life based on feelings and a lot of people do so there there's an a a b and a c right what happens a stimulus c response or or reaction right what we want to do is respond not react but stimulus a c react there's a big b and that b is is where we take stock and where we consider how to react and and i'm not just talking about like taking a breather which yes helps but i mean literally on a level like of questioning of questioning i mean the thought you know placing the thought under a microscope you know am i catastrophizing this am i personalizing this is this a case of black and white thinking and i should be looking at the gray you know this b is a huge opportunity to look into that and when when we start to live in this way we're not living on our feelings and going up and down up and down so erratically all the time what we're doing which is the other f is living on fact now yes things happen in life good and bad but you know i do agree with the philosophy or the idea that you know 10% of life is what happens to us and 90% is how we respond to it you know I, I i do i do embrace that um and if we're living on facts that's much more stable place to start than than these feelings because these like you said you know you you look you you have these you personalize think this person thinks they don't like my video you don't know that i mean you yeah, know this exactly. is a feeling yeah it's not a fact you're going up and down and and people get i mean this is why cbt for example helps with anxiety and stress because it's very much looking at this fact base um you know people get so stressed and so anxious and so worried about things um because they are applying meaning making machines they're putting these feelings on it and it's just causing chaos within yeah. us you know it's whatever it is energy draining energy sapping absolutely yeah, yeah absolutely no, that's that's awesome listen i really appreciate you coming on today and uh Pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much we'll definitely do it again sometime now i'm going to leave you talk for one minute because i know you have i know you have something coming up next week and your website and i'm sure you have another one or two things to to mention on that yeah yeah cheers well yeah i do yeah um if anyone's in bangkok this week on friday and saturday i'm doing a seminar on uh, icf coaching um it's a leadership lifestyle coaching seminar two days you can find all the details on my website, which is www 
LLC Global, create you for you.com on Facebook, LLC Global, create you for you. Just follow. Yeah. Um, I like to post tips, videos. Um, yeah. I mean, I just say guys, anyone listening, my, my closing message would be, you know, life comes from within us. So things are happening to us all the time, but to take responsibility and the empowered approach that we can choose how to respond to things and thoughts and questions, thoughts and questions, the questions we ask ourselves, the questions we ask about the thoughts we have, whatever, whatever the goal is, and whether it's fitness, whether it's work relationships, whatever it is, thoughts and questions um, are, are key. And, and, you know, one fun thing, anybody, anybody out there, wh whatever circumstances you, f you are in, I, pr I promise from, from my own experiences, anybody can become a person that they will approve of themselves and be proud of. Any of us can do it. Any of us. And yeah, I mean, I, I'm always very honored to help anyone along with that journey, but yeah, anybody can do it. So yeah, just hope this podcast has been um, helpful to people. Yeah. Again, really appreciate you coming on and I'm so glad to hear, to hear your story. And again, everything that you've been doing in Bangkok, it's been awesome. And again, just to echo exactly what, what Ben was talking about here, it's, it's more so about self-approval, about you approving of yourself, being confident enough to go in the direction you want to go, being accountable to yourself, and being aware of what's not working for you. Because once you get all of these things in check, you can go in the direction that you know you're capable of, the direction that you know you want to go. It's just about asking yourself that, those questions, sometimes difficult questions, building that confidence level up, and also taking care of your health to give you that energy and clarity to get you where you want to go. So guys, thank you so much. You shall, can find- Shall we give everyone a tip? Just, just before we finish, shall we give everyone a quick tip on accountability? Very, very simple, one minute. So, so guys, when you, okay. when you have, yeah, when you say to yourself, you, you're going to do something, right? Ask yourself the question, how confident am I that I'm going to do this? Zero to 10. Be honest. And if you come back with a, an eight, right? You've got to ask yourself, right? So what needs to happen to get that to a 10? And it's very simple, just a simple question, right? But if you don't ask yourself that and you say, okay, I'm an eight and you leave it. Well, the chances are that something will happen because life happens and what will happen is your plan will go wrong and, and you might not stick to it. What you're doing when you ask that second question, okay, so what would need to happen for me to be at a 10 in confidence? When you ask yourself that second question, what you're actually doing is proactively solving any problems that can arise. Because what happens is you'll say, well, okay, to be a 10, I'd need to do this, this, and this. By, ask, by, by saying that, you're then aware of something else that you need to make happen so that you can have the most chance of success for your goal. Just a simple tip that might help. Okay, awesome. Thank you. My two questions that you can ask yourself. So one, what, what is the worst thing that could happen if I, if I actually do this thing? You'd find the majority of times you can't really find an answer. Or the majority of things, whether it's, it's talking to, going up, talking to someone, asking them out for a date or whatever it is, asking your boss about, having something involved in your career progression, quite often there's, 
there's no situation where you could lose from it. And then the second question, even more powerful, is what opportunities can come from this? So if you are in a situation where you're not sure, okay, should I do something or should I not? Attach yourself to, to that association of what is the opportunity in this situation and what could come about from saying yes to this or what could come about from me putting myself out there doing this? And again, you'll find that the answers to these questions are really going to drive you towards taking action. All right, guys, thank you so much. We will have a second podcast coming out next week. And again, really big thank you to Ben for coming on today. Great to have a chat as always. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome.